Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And I'm Amanda Nduka. And for today's episode, we have Orange is the New Black star uh, Diane Guerrero. Yeah. And we recorded, this is interesting, we were just talking about this, we recorded this podcast about a month ago or two months ago. Maybe about a couple months ago, um, yeah. But like with her story, what's going on right now with immigration, it's really the best time to bring it out yeah. because she... Um, she was a child that was rem- was separated from, from her family, family yeah. when she was, I think she said in high school. I think so. Um, yeah. Or like and teen, preteen, yeah, maybe. She, I'm not she sure. has a great, I mean, she's talked about this numerous times, but she, you know, came home and everybody was gone and she didn't know, as a young girl, she didn't know where to contact them. And, yeah. And, and so, and it's it kind, couldn't be any more yeah, relevant. With, with yeah. With everything that's going on right now with the borders, with the family separations yeah. and people, you know, out there rallying to get. Uh, families reunited. It's. I mean, she has a great story, and yeah. she was also at the, the yeah, recent the, the rally. Fam- yeah, the family belong. Families belong together. Uh, rally. The one in D.C. She gave her speech and she shared her story. Yeah, it was like very impassioned. I think also she was there. Um, I think at that rally, Lin Manuel Miranda and. Uh, um, Alicia Keys. Yeah, there's a lot. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen oh, was the, the LA, LA one. one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But oh, they were all over the country. Yeah. But to have like someone like Diane Guerrero who actually lived through this and tell her story. Yeah. Her book is called My Family Divided, and it comes out July 17th, and it talks about her experiences with immigration and her family. Um, pretty much, you know, she spoke at the rally, um, and it, it it's. She, it, from her speaking from experience, kind of makes the story even more real. Yeah. Like a, uh, and she has a platform to say it. And, and yeah. I, yeah, I think we really kind of connected with her being kids of parents who yeah. were immigrants. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, n- none of that, we didn't have to deal with, the, you know, well, yeah, being, being separated, separated from families. You know. But but to I hear mean, it from could, someone, yeah. it kind of puts it like into perspective yeah. of what's going on. And I mean, and also on top of that, she's a great actress. She yes. Was in, uh, I love her in Orange is the New Black. Orange is New Black. She also did Superior Donuts. She was in uh, Jane the Virgin. Oh, yes. She referred on Jane the Virgin. Yeah. So, yeah, without further ado, here is Diane. like to welcome to the new hollywood podcast diane guerrero thank you for stopping by thank and you visiting for having us. me thank so we like to just start off with our, our guests just kind of talking about your hollywood journey 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like kind of what made you want to get into the business and when you first started, what kind of roles were you auditioning for and like kind of who were some of your role models and influencers? Uh-huh. Mm. Well, you know, I've always I always wanted to be an actor as a kid. I just I always wanted to be an entertainer and I would always perform in front of my family and um, and it was just something I really wanted to do. I went to a performance arts high school and I actually <laughs> did music there. Mm-hmm. But I still had this dream of becoming an actor and being on television. You know when you would watch, you know, kids on on TV or you would watch movies and you'd be like I could, I do, could that. do that. Yeah, we all we all <laughs> went through that. <laughs> or like I remember watching like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, and like oh, oh my god, I could so be in the I, Mickey Mouse Club. Why <laughs> wouldn't they like? How do I, like you would just think about how what kind of what would do you have to do? What did you have to do to get there? Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so I was like, damn, maybe they find ple- people at the mall. Yeah, <laughs> they used to. I just go to the mall. <laughs> and just hang out. I know. I was like the Walmart kid, like singing that song. <laughs> where, that that's been going oh, Walmart. around. I love that you know Walmart because not that many people here know yeah. what Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Oh well, I don't like Walmart. I don't. I don't either. But I'm like, I grew up with Walmart, and people like yeah. when I when I moved here, and I'm like, oh yeah, is there a Walmart around here? Just out of like being naive, they're like Walmart. Yeah. I think you go to Walmart. Prefer Target. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Do. yeah. They they do actually. The first time I went to Walmart, I was like actually excited because I was like, damn, let's see what Walmart is all about. I was so depressed. Yeah, it's I horrible. I was like, I can never come back here. This is, this is not Target. <laughs> it's and, horrible. Yeah. yeah. So going back to what I started, I um, I had actually gone to school for political science and communication because oh, wow. I was really interested in like I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be on television, but I also wanted to like make a difference. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a journalist or a news reporter. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school for poli sci so I could get you know kind of all my information and then communication so that I could learn what kind of media I wanted to do. And so. That was a lot of work. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't as fun as I thought it would be. And then I actually, then I thought maybe law would be my thing. Yeah. So I went, I worked as a paralegal for a while. Oh, oh wow. actually, no, I, <laughs> that was actually what I went to study for. <laughs> Didn't finish that. <laughs> um, I was working at a law office as a secretary or I forget what they're called now. Yeah. Like, like administ- office. Administ- yeah. Administration. administration. Yeah. Yeah. Administrative assistant. Now? I think they're, I think it's different. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I was, it's, I thought I was like working in the, in, in the sixties or something like, <laughs> on like a madman type of office. But anyway, I started taking classes like acting classes as just a form of therapy because mm. that was kind of going a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was something that my therapist suggested so that I could, explore that avenue and just kind of do this something for myself so there was part of my self-care to to try something that I really wanted to do Mm -hmm. and just say yes to myself and so I did and then I just started you know kind of I did things a little differently. I mean, everybody has a different journey, mm-hmm. and mine was to go online um, and go on Craigslist and look on the entertainment uh, oh, section. Wow. And I was like, okay, this is how it's gonna. Because I lived in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm from I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and like there were two casting houses, and that's it. You didn't have agents there. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works out in New York or LA. Um, so what you would do is that you really had to fend for yourself. You had to find some stuff on your own. So there were people making like horror movies in their yeah. backyards or like like student films, student and, films yeah. and like things like that. So I got involved in that. And so, you know, nothing really that serious until I started auditioning with Boston Casting. And like my first role was um, to play a waitress who got out of a shift uh, really late and falls asleep at the wheel 
and runs over this dead body. <laughs> So, oh, so they, the body's already dead. The body's already <laughs> dead, but you know they were trying to pin exactly. this on exactly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was like, okay, these are the kind of roles that I'm going for. But I was really happy because I just, I, it was sort of another reminder of to say, okay, I got this. I didn't think I was going to get it. So now let me see what else I can do. So I should keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this show was Body of Proof. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what episode for this. I want to see my <laughs> intro. But after that, I moved to New York. And I started, I just, I went to a studio and I kept, you know, studying with like these like cultish kind of acting studios. If you, if you guys know about that, mm-hmm. totally wasn't my <laughs> thing. Yeah. I hated it. I hated going to class and having to like sit in my shit as people would say mm-hmm. and like cry and do all this stuff. I'm like, I just kind of want to read this. And <laughs> I, I, I want to like, hit my mark and just like say my lines. You want to be very like kind of practical and mm-hmm. pragmatic. Yeah, I just didn't think I would have to like access, you know, my puppy's death every yeah, time. Yeah. So I, like, was, I was trying to figure out like my own thing. Um, but yeah, so then I, I continued to audition because I was like, this is cool, but I'm going to try to really get out there in the real world. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got an agent. I got, no, not an agent. I had a manager who was really awesome and really understood me. And um, and then I auditioned for Orange is New Black, and mm-hmm. that was sort of like my big break. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a good break. It was a very good break. I had no idea what that break meant, too. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, at first, I just, I started this whole acting thing as, like, I'm not delusional. Like, when people ask me what I did for a living or what I wanted to do, I'd just be like, oh, you know, I just kind of want to. I'm here and there. I'm here and there. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing some odd jobs. Yeah. and. Yeah, the acting thing, I just want to try it, you know, because mm-hmm. what if I die and I never tried it and mm-hmm. then I would feel really awful? So that was the way I, I looked I looked at it. And so when it happened and I told my parents about it, I was like, it's this show online or whatever. I don't even think it's real yeah, TV. Like, it's just <laughs> online. <laughs> and, and I, it's, not, it's online. It's yeah, not real. It's an online show. Yeah. yeah. It's like a web series is what I thought. Which, and now you see web, now web series, series are, are like a killing thing. it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. God. It goes to show you how new mm. how new this thing is. And like is. Orange is the New Black came out like it was right when Netflix was kind of getting their Yeah, it was yeah. their second um, Yeah, it was yeah. Like one of the first, first ones they had. It was, yeah. um, what was that first one? House of Cards was first. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then um and yeah. So Yeah, and then and then that and then Grimm, I think. Yeah. Grimm and then Orange is New Black. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, Grimm Grimm was on NBC. Oh or was God. it? Was it? <laughs> was I'm sorry, not grim. I what think I, I know you're talking about. It was but like it wasn't, the kind oh, of a creep, oh, 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 a Hemlock Grove. Oh yeah, my yeah, God, you're right. Go. Wow, please like, edit no, that out. No, it's just it's, it's the same world, like yeah. kind of yeah. sci-fi, yeah. supernatural. And to, you know, to be fair, Hemlock, Hemlock, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove was grim. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot more graphic. Yes. Yes. Um, so great. I mean, since then, I mean, since then, like you've definitely made a name for yourself on television, like with Orange is New Black, and then with Jane the Virgin, mm-hmm. and I guess most recently, uh, Superior Donuts. Superior Donuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I really loved about your story, and why I'm actually really excited that you're here, is that you've used your success as a platform for for immigration and for uh, deportation awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was your like was that your primary you you, you kind of use your your personal experience too which i think is super interesting um uh within that platform but what was your like was that always kind of like your goal in the back of your head because you said you wanted to make a difference yes i mean i didn't think that i was going to use my story like i thought i was going to always fight for social justice in whichever way that i could and I, i wanted to use my 
platform for good. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think I was going to come out and use myself and my story as an example. Sorry, could you briefly just, I know, because you, yeah, could you briefly just like go through it? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my story is, and what's unique about it is that I'm an American citizen. But my parents were undocumented immigrants. Mm -hmm. And when I was 14 years old, they were deported. And so I chose to stay here um, in the US, in Boston in particular, to keep on with my studies. And I I really just, I didn't see another way for me because I was an American and I was determined to go to school and follow my dreams. And I really thought that I would redeem my parents' story if Mm -hmm. I stayed here and just kind of, continued on with with this journey and I didn't know where it was going to take me but I knew that I had to work hard for them because we had gone through just so much it was so traumatic to be separated from your family Mm -hmm. and so this is something that I thought I was really going through alone because at the time 2000 I think it was 2000 um we really weren't talking about real stories and who family separation affected Mm -hmm. and so I kind of grew up having this secret and not really sharing my real life with anybody. And so when I got this job, um, it just became harder and harder to be myself. Like once I started seeing some success Mm -hmm. um, and I was getting interviewed and people were asking me about my parents Mm -hmm. and who they were and who I was. And I've like found myself one time like lying about that and it really hurt me. And so I was like, okay, what can I do um, right now? And then, so, you know, coincidentally, while this is happening, also the 2016 um, election election Mm -hmm. is is going on. And so I hear this man out of nowhere attack my community and say that we're murderers and rapists and that we're taking people's jobs. Mm -hmm. And so it's getting people riled up. So now we're actually talking about immigration in a real way. And now with social media, something that I didn't experience, you're seeing all these opinions. And so I started getting really anxious. And then um, and then I started seeing young people, young dreamers and students um, buck up and go to the front lines and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm undocumented. And what are you going to do with me? Or, or, or what what kind of options do we have? We are Americans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I decided, OK, the way I'm going to be of service in a way is to share my personal story some uh, you know, because when my friends looked at me or you would think that this stuff wouldn't happen to me. And because I'm an American citizen, people believe here in this country that that wouldn't be that that yeah. wouldn't be the case, that that couldn't happen to yeah. you. But in fact, it did. And there were so many different stories like mine, but every situation, every case is different. So I was just tired of people lumping our stories up in one Mm -hmm. and you know and that's how stereotypes are created that's how misunderstanding is created and that's how lack of empathy um i think goes because you're not you're not hearing different stories about who it's affecting Mm -hmm. and so it was just it was so powerful it was way more powerful than me and that i that i could ever imagine just coming out and just writing one page a one pager about what happened and it just I didn't think that it was going to, I didn't know I was going to write a book. I wrote a book called In Mm -hmm. the Country We Mm -hmm. Love about my parents' story and my story growing up without them. And I just, I never thought I could, I was going to be able to do all these things, but it just, it's become a different part of me Mm -hmm. and a different, um, 
a different passion of mine that uh, that is fighting for immigration reform and fighting for immigrant rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, it That's was just awesome. It was so disheartening because <laughs> I read like reading about it. It was like you know you did, they didn't even like the government after they took your parents. They didn't even check up on you or they didn't try to like place you in a like they just kind of left you and you were 14 at the time. Yeah, left you on your own accord to kind of figure it out yourself. And I thought that I mean I my uh, my mom's actually an immigration lawyer, but I never heard. A personal story like that and I thought it was crazy right know? um yeah I mean I I didn't know you just never heard of cases like yeah. these, yeah. And, and and because people weren't having really kind of thoughtful and thoughtful discourse about it you would just hear like little bits and pieces of like this person you know ran over the border yeah, and you see these like, people are yeah. wound up or you hear of a raid here and there but you don't hear of like ice going to someone's home exactly taking a family and mm. the kids coming home and saying well where's mom and dad exactly and no one like tells you oh, this is what happened you kind of have to figure it out yourself right like, and you don't know you. it's basically like your family doesn't matter your family doesn't exist and so therefore I didn't exist mm-hmm. and because you're I'm a 14 year old I'm scared I'm like exactly what yeah. do I do well let me just run away and pretend that this this it, hasn't happened mm-hmm. this didn't happen and and I can't talk about it yeah. you know yeah. yeah but now fortunately we are in a place where people are being supportive and people are using their voices in extraordinary ways and you know and I'm just I'm just part I just want to be a part of that yeah, yeah. so yeah that's such a it's, it's just such a good story and it, it just kind of it's very touching as well it's like oh like you said like every immigration story has a different narrative like my parents they immigrated here but my dad joined the american military in order mm-hmm. to come here and i remember my parents got married in the philippines but my mom they had to be separated for a while because my yeah. mom couldn't come until like there was like a waiting period where she had to stay in the philippines like for a couple of years while my dad served so it, it's and it's like your your stance right now is like coming at the perfect time. Yeah. And it, it, it couldn't yeah. be any more like, you know, synchronicitous. <laughs> right. Is that, is that a word? word? You just made that up. I like that word uh, for what you it's worth. You just made that up. I like making up words. <laughs> synchronicitous. Oh, God. I sound like a moron. <laughs> no, we'll look it up. Yeah. We'll look that one up. Um, but, yeah, so going to that, like, when you see 45 tweeting, Mm-hmm. about immigration yeah. and DACA and anything involving his wall right. or, or anything or of that. sending National or, yeah. Guard troops to or, secure yeah, borders. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you kind of, I mean, I, I have an idea of how you take that, but like, <laughs> how do you not, how do you maintain composure and not lose your shit? <laughs> right, well, I think there's been plenty of moments where I've lost my <laughs> shit. I'm just like, okay, you know, like wiping off my mascara. I'm like, I need to do something, yeah. you know? And um, so if anything, it's been motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I hear, you know, some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth or even some of the tweets and the way that, the sad part is the way that, that he has misinformed the American public, um, especially people who already maybe certainly did not know about the immigration system in this country and how broken it is and certainly, you know, don't understand um, our history and what America is all about, which is, I'm sorry, we're, we're, I'm not sorry, actually. We are a country built of immigrants. And this, exactly. this country was built on the backs of immigrants. On the backs of immigrants. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I see. I'm like, okay, this is, this is a case of people not knowing their history, not digging deep enough, and of course, a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I think is, I now, I 
because some of the things that I read or hear just don't even seem real to me. And so what I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. These, a lot of these people who are in, in, this, in this administration and who are making a lot of these decisions and, and, and using their power for evil, this is, I mean, it's comical almost because it doesn't seem like they really believe that. Yeah. Because it's so untrue and just kind of so ridiculous. So what I think now is I read that stuff and I just say, okay, this is totally them trying to like pin, like distract the public and, oh, and you know, demonize and dehumanize an entire community for their personal agenda. So yeah. right now they, they feel like they need to pin uh, you know, all this, you know, all their problems yeah. on the immigrant community when it's just not so. Yeah, they're projecting, basically. Oh, yeah. totally, because they, they need major help and they need a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, I just, it just, it's motivating for me to continue sharing my story, to continue making a difference where I can. Mm-hmm. I go to, a, to different universities and I talk to different students. A lot of high schools and a lot of uh, universities have adapted my, have, have gotten my book and they use it for their classes oh, and nice. kids write essays on it. Oh, do wow. projects on it I've never even I mean thought this this was possible but I mean education is I mean is is powerful yeah and I think that if I'm I'm on the right track at least on that front is that people are learning from my story and that's all I could hope for yeah wow. your book's a part of a syllabus yeah. it really is I was like that's damn really- I barely got, actually no, I dating graduate college um and school was really hard for me yeah so to know like that circle yeah it is. that's it, pretty awesome yeah. yeah um i love that you're like i mean i love that you're obviously you're this great like latina voice in the community um and i love that like i said before you're using your platform to to be an advocate for these for these issues um but it's, it's kind of like i guess on the other side of things um so you're you're first generation like you um mentioned and it's it, it's so um common when you're first generation that you get this whole, um, oh, you're not, you're not enough. Like mm. you're not like, I'm first generation Nigerian. Every time I go home, I get called a Yankee, yeah. which is, which is a pejorative. No, yeah. for like, we, were, yeah. we both lived in Texas. Yeah. And I've, I remember I I'm Filipino, but I, I, in, in high school, I barely hung out. But we, there were hardly any Asians there. Yeah. To begin with. yeah. <laughs> and it was all white or like, like Latina, but mm-hmm. like, I never really connected with my culture or yeah. whatever. Like I couldn't find my place in it. And like, I was never Asian enough. Yeah, it's yeah, either you're, uh, and yeah. for me, it was like, you're not Nigerian enough when I was in Nigeria, and then here, you're not black yeah. enough, because I didn't have the, I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you weren't like, you didn't have like enough credit. Yeah, it's that. like, so um, just for you, is that something that you kind of face being, especially being having this um, uh, platform and being a voice for your community? Have you gotten the whole, you're not something enough? And if so, how do you kind of respond to that or deal with that? Because I know, I think it was, uh, Gina Rodriguez, mm-hmm. somebody that she was criticized for, about how, um, how I think uh, the way she spoke Spanish. Oh, in her yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. I she mean, had a really good response to it, yeah. by the way. But um, I haven't heard her response. Yeah, but, um, she's she's a she's an incredible woman. Um, I I've always faced that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my own community, growing up, I was called the white girl. Yeah, like all my life, and then going to Colombia, I was called a gringa. Mm. And then when I went to uh, college, I was called the Mexican. So I don't, <laughs> I even, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I was like, I'm so confused, guys. <laughs> yeah. like, like, where can I be? You exactly. know. And when I did try to just be myself, and you know, maybe 
uh, speak in the vernacular or whatever. I got criticized for that or just, but you know, that I have, I have learned and that used to really upset me because it really put me at odds with myself. It's like, who am I? Am I being truthful? Am I being real? The whole cultural identity thing, it it gets, gets so muddled. Right. You you just don't, you know, eventually we'll find our place. Sure. And (laughs) this, the thing is that our place is we're figuring it out mm-hmm. and we are more than one thing. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So yeah. many things and we don't have to just stick to one. I mean, gosh, if we did that, then you'd be hella boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you want to do that? I mean, like I watched, you know, The Crown the other day. I felt like being a little British. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and this, and the, exactly right. And this is America. I mean, we are influenced by so much. Exactly. We are so unique. And we have the 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 luxury of having all of these different cultures influence us, um, and I think now being in a place like LA or New York, where everything is just sort of really you know um, uh, culturally mixed, mm-hmm. um, I just I'm learning to just give less fucks about yeah. you know yeah. what what people have to say, whether I'm Latina enough or or American enough. I yeah. think right now what I'm trying to be is human enough. Oh, and like That's hard. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, yeah. and trying to understand my place in the world and what what I'm here for. I'm here to at least try to make things better for yeah. myself, for my family and and for my community. Yeah. Wow. I definitely think entertainers don't it's not they don't get like it's not fair for them to have to portray this like certain figure who they're not just because you're you are the face of or something you know like yeah there you like you said there's many different versions of being a latino there's many different versions of being a black person or, or asian or whatever yeah. so um so cool yeah 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 so, i mean even when like when i first came out with my story like every headline would read you know the the girl with the deported parents like yeah. they just wanted to label they want to yeah. label you at any moment they get and i'm like you know, or just like, oh, she's all about like Latino issues. And I'm like, no, I'm not all about <laughs> just Latino issues. I'm an intersectional being. Yeah. I care about many different issues and many different peoples and cultures. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, you just ha- yeah. constantly have to like, I'm glad you said intersectional. Yeah. That's like a term that I love. <laughs> it's like, it's a buzzwordy <laughs> it word. very buzzy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you ain't it, you got to get on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intersectional, guys. Intersectional word feminist. Word of 2018. Yes. Uh, yes. Um. <laughs> um, so... Um, you are in Oranges in the Black, you're in Jane the Virgin, Superior Donuts. Every time I hear Superior Donuts, as soon as I hear it, I want a donut. <laughs> you do want yeah, a donut. Yeah. Yeah. And the show like, is yeah, about yeah. donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have all these projects, but and your book, and but what else is coming up for you? What do you have in the works that you could talk about or, you know, mm-hmm. anything you're excited about to share? I did a docu-series. I did an, an episode for this docu-series called America Divided. Okay. A oh, little, a little yeah. docu-series called America yeah, yeah, Divided. Yeah. That's, um, that's a Jesse Williams one? Is yeah. that his? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, well, he's he's part, he's a, he's okay. a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, John Legend, right? Was John Legend yeah, okay, did okay. an episode, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, Jesus Christ, he's a star. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's a star. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And there's a, so there's a lot of people involved, and I did an episode, this is our second season, and I did an episode that like really changed my life. Um, it's, I go to Houston and I basically, nice. I, I, I do some, I, I do some investigative journalism on, oh, cool. uh, yeah, on Sanctuary <laughs> Cities mm-hmm. and Hurricane Harvey and how those two correlate. And now I'm actually working on my own docuseries with, 
uh, a woman by the name of Julissa Arce and uh, it's called Aftermath and we basically write this season we're we're focusing on people who have been deported mm-hmm. oh, nice. and basically what happens like life after deportation yeah. and um, I don't see any creative projects I'm like I'm all about like hard-hitting news <laughs> and, <laughs> and like that's like... what I like try to remind like actors I mean this is like a tough business of course. Um, and I you know I have friends that are like you know you're you're doing so much I'm like I you know I really what I want to do ultimately I want to I'm a storyteller mm-hmm. I want to be believe me I want to be you know at, at one of the Avengers yeah. <laughs> and like I want right? to be like you know the girl next door that gets to fall in love you know yeah, yeah. and I, so right, right now I'm focusing on maybe just creating some of my own content hopefully Good. working on making my story a film um, I'm working on that, oh, that and be, um, that's good. That would be great. Yeah, and yeah. and kind of showing a little bit of of what I have. Um, so we'll see. So Avenger Marvel. Yeah. We're, we're are you are you clear on this? We're speaking it to the universe. No, we're, so we're, we're, no, but you, you know what I mean. Like get get to play these no, like, like really yeah, fun. Diverse, like, roles. Yeah, 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 exactly. But right now, I mean, I'm doing this comedy, which is really different from I've never done a sitcom before, mm-hmm. and this is a different experience, and I'm I'm just soaking it all up. Is there a movie or TV show that people would be surprised that you are like a super fan of? Or they make fun of you even. <laughs> or they, they to the point where they might make fun of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Like I'm a Housewives. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I like. I'm a Housewives. <laughs> what did I like? What did I watch recently? Like, is there a show that you watch that you're kind of ashamed of? Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. And I haven't watched the new season, but. Fuller House. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? I've actually watched the new season. So. So, there's nothing wrong, but I understand. Yeah. I mean, we. I grew up with That's Full House, mm-hmm. and I just like it's just like in the moment of quiet, I just want to like That's get the, back to being a kid. And That's being, the like, thing. It's the nostalgia. Yeah. It's the it's nostalgia. The nostalgia it's the same house. It's the same house. Same people. Same like people. But yeah, oh, that yeah. show. So that I watched that quietly. I don't watch anybody. About <laughs> no, that. me too. Oh, there, there are fans. You should reach out. I mean, there. <laughs> They're, they're doing. I mean, it's like a, they got. They they're, they're in the third. They're in the third season. Yeah, they're not going third or fourth. Yeah, they they keep like. renewing it. So yeah. we'll probably be seeing well, it for a little how bit. How rude! <laughs> oh my goodness! How rude! I know. Um, so, like you mentioned, you have you know you went to school for music. Uh-huh. Or, uh You went to the performing arts school. Mm-hmm. If you were to try out for American Idol or The Voice, oh my god! What <laughs> song would you sing? Um. <laughs> I, I would take a song that definitely would not get me into the West <laughs> or American Idol. I like I like a lot of jazz music, and I feel mm. like that's where I, jazz music and musical theater is kind of where my voice feels more like most well, comfortable. What, what musicals? Like, oh, is there a musical you would want to be in? Oh, good. Like, is there a musical <laughs> I'd like to be in? Yeah. Oh my god, I don't. I mean, oh my god, Hamilton. Oh my god, Ham- <laughs> Hamilton. Okay. Lynn, um, are you listening? Lynn, are you listening? Any any musical that you your next musical, I'd like to be in it. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know. I think I'd sing. I'd sing like sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Do you know that song? It's like mm-hmm. it was the song on Madonna sang it in Dick Tracy. Oh, oh. And I used okay, to okay. watch it all the time as a kid, and now I like. 
I've perfected that song in karaoke. Was Mahoney. Spoiler she, alert. Yeah, she <laughs> was. And she was the. Um, it was a very sexy song. Even though I try very hard not to be seen as like the the sexy person. Sometimes um, you can't help. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> you the songs that your song choices. It's like very yes. breathy. Yes. And, yeah. Your song choices just don't allow well, you to escape it. Um, but yeah, I think. Well, that we'll would be see it. you in Lin Manuel's next you, musical. You sure? Or, yeah. Or call, you could write one with him. Call him up. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, put that out there too. Yes. Um, so this is a bit, this is Orange is the New Black related, but if you could have a cellmate, this is an either or. Yeah. If you could have a cellmate, Tommy Lauren or Omarosa. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you rather Which have as a, as rather a cellmate? Have? Oh my God, this is going to be like <laughs> so bad. I feel like Omarosa. Okay. okay. Because yeah. here's the thing. I feel like. <laughs> All of us just nodded our heads. <laughs> like like low key, I feel like. I feel like maybe she has some tricks up her sleeve that maybe I could like yeah, find useful. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I mean, like, actually, you'd be you'd have a rapport as cellmates, and she would kind of have your back. I think. I, I think yeah. so Whereas too. Tommy Lauren, I think she she would. Yeah, she, she would, would not. Have your back. <laughs> I yeah. I couldn't even. That's not even in my. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I. It's something it's like, I can't. Like, let's make this like the most like outrageous choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I would. Uh, no. Always. No. I yeah. would go with Omarosa. <laughs> Any day. Yeah. Um, no. I think we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> so Omarosa. our final question is: We ask this to all our guests. Um, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it be an actor, director, producer, storyteller, that you think deserve that's not in the mainstream that you think would deserves more time in the spotlight or needs more recognition? Uh, me. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is all about, this is me. This is yeah, Diane yeah. time, you guys. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get Take out there. Take it. I'm, reclaim I feel, your time. I, yes, I have yeah. to reclaim my time. Yeah. I feel underrepresented. I feel like, honestly, I feel like my entire community is misrepresented um, and underrepresented. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and that that's going to come with us having writing our own stories yes. a lot more. I mean, we've seen... Uh, we, we've seen people do it. We've seen Issa Rae do it. Mm-hmm. We've seen, I love how I like look at you yeah, as yeah, a black fine. girl. I'm like, let me drop, let me drop it's Issa Rae. <laughs> Issa And with me, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, fresh off the boat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Miko Santos on, um, on, um, uh, um, Superstore. Uh, Superstore. Yeah, yeah. Is he Filipino? Yeah, he's Filipino. Okay. And he had a whole immigration storyline up story arc on, on um, Superstore, which is very interesting. Amazing. He was, he was undocumented on that show. Well, so, that's yeah. what we're doing. That's yeah. what we're starting to see now is like actually using, uh, incorporating our own stories and, and sending out messages that we want to send yeah. for goods. For, so for educational purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to continue doing that. I think that um, for, for too long, I mean, we don't have, we barely have any writers out there. Uh, even, I mean, to all the way to the sound person. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough of the Latin community yeah. involved in, in, in Hollywood and telling our stories so that, you know, a lot of these kids watching at home see themselves. I yeah. think that's important. So shout out to my Latin community. Yeah. You need yeah. to come up and say Rise up. up. Rise, rise, rise up. up. Rise up. Rise <laughs> up. <laughs> there you go, Lynn. Are you listening? <laughs> that was Diane's try up. That was my try. <laughs> that was my audition. Well, Diane, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. It was a great this, conversation. Yeah, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you. We can't really wait to see what you what, have in yeah, store. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Cool. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.